You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back on Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. In this segment, we're going to get into the what did and what did not work in this game. The what didn't work segment is going to be pretty short because I, I it gets a, a lot of nitpicking. It's mostly right. just this could have been perfect and instead it was just okay. Um, but the, let's start with what we didn't really get into in the last segment, at least in terms of the numbers in what did work because you can start calling him a Toyota Prius because Mr. Derek Carr was efficient. <laughs> he completed what? 83% of his passes. I want to say it was 23 for 28, 218 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. This team, you know, we talked about it to death after the Falcons game Oh, for five in the red zone. Well, you know what they've done since that point, they have scored touchdowns on nine of their 10 red zone trips. The only non-touchdown was the opening drive or their opening drive against the Panthers, which they settled for a chip shot field goal. It didn't go in. Um, but like, even that's not an unsuccessful, you're not going to score on a hundred percent of red zone trips, but 90% is pretty freaking good. And you know, one of the interesting things is, so they changed up their schedule prior to that lions game in terms of how they integrated the red zone work into their, practices and they've kept it that way they didn't switch back so they're still getting red zone work in on thursdays and whether it's jimmy graham whether it's running the ball um Jawan johnson even caught a touchdown that was from 23 so it wasn't red zone but it's right. like exactly i mean if, if the idea is you are in their scoring area and you're scoring a touchdown i've always thought like well, why is there a difference when it's at the 20 like it, the idea is the same but regardless you know, I think there Carr got a lot of criticism about, you know, for me personally, my criticism was he's not getting the ball out quick enough. He's not being decisive enough. Um, the touchdown to Juwan Johnson, everyone says he doesn't go through his progressions, whatever. I think the issue isn't so much going through progressions. It is looking guys off, right? Like it's the illusion of going through a progression in the sense that you are start, starting over to the left even if your plan is to get back to the right and hit Juwan Johnson up the seam because you need to influence that safety. It's what he didn't do against the Falcons, and Jesse Bates took him to the house. But this time, if you go back and watch that Juwan Johnson touchdown, it's beautiful. He starts to the left, kind of gives you the shoulder fake, comes back, 
hits Juwan up the seam at a double move. And it's like, those are the types of throws. Those are the types of plays where you're just like, this is why you're here. Like, these are the plays that we expected you to make all along, you know? And, and that, 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 those are what's been missing is those, those elevate the offense type plays, right? You know, and the, even that third of Keith Kirkwood, like that was a third down. That was a big moment. Like they ran on first and second down. They made it manageable. And Derek Carr made a play on third down. The, Ju- the Jimmy Graham touchdown, like the, at that point, the Giants were just like, we don't have any answers. I'm sorry. They just <laughs> let him go. Like, hopefully they run it because we're all playing the run. And if they don't, whatever. Um, but I just think, you know, you can – if you're going to be critical of Derek Carr, fine, but you have to also give him credit when he plays at an elite level, which he did this week, no question about it. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely the double-edged sword, whatever you want to call Yeah, you, You'd have to give the man his flowers, whatever you want to say, when he has a good game. Obviously, you know – it's kind of funny that you get excited about a three touchdown performance when, yeah, we, we have been really spoiled in the past uh, before by things, but yet uh, Derek Carr's first three touchdown performance as a saint, hopefully it is not the last definitely like what we saw today uh, out of him, but it, it's still got to be done more on a consistent basis, obviously. Yeah. And just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what happened with this Giants defense. Did not look impressive at all. I wasn't even really feeling like Carr was that impacted, which was impressive because the O-line was was hurt, and you didn't even have Ramchek in this matchup. That, to me, was another huge surprise in the game, how the, the O-line honestly held up without Ram in. Yeah, I was kind of stunned, honestly, <laughs> at, at how much time he did have. There, there was a couple, you know, there was one sack, but I wouldn't, I put that on right. Jamal Williams. He missed the block. Yes. Another uh, pressure, which I think it was Jawan, maybe missed. Like the offensive line, I thought played ex- excellently. Andres Pete, I would say, was probably the weak link in the sense that he had a couple penalties. And no, I mean, I talked to Landon after the game. He didn't even know he was going to start until Saturday. Like that was a legitimate, like they took that. It wasn't like they decided early in the week that Ryan wasn't going to go, you know, he didn't miss a couple practices. So Landon was able to get the reps in practice and that helped him a lot. But you know, the other, the interesting thing with Landon is he's been working on both sides of the line. If you go back a couple weeks ago, Andres Pete had to come out of the game and he was the one who took over a left tackle. And that's, if you ask any offensive lineman, they will tell you that that is not an easy thing to do to switch across the lines. And one thing that he told me is that James Hurst has been helping him in that regard because James Hurst is a guy who's constantly switching positions. So he's been able to give him kind of some some tips and tails. This is country way of saying it of uh, of how he's helped him out. Um, but Landon's a Landon's a funny guy. He kind of reminds me of Zach Streif in that like he's just kind of this late round pick who's just kind of been developing and kind of learning. He's very smart. He, he's he, he's very he 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 explains things very well. He clearly understands what he's what he has to be doing. He's kind of a goofball, and he's got that you know that crazy country accent. But you know, a Kentucky kid. But you know, he's just he he played really well today, and I was worried about it. That was one of my biggest concerns going in. Was are they going to tee off on Landon Young? Because if you remember, against I want to say it was the Falcons, Ryan Ramchek had to come off the game, come out of the game for a play, and Landon went in and immediately gave up a sack. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this is ugly. Um, but no, he, he had a really nice day, and he's on my list too. Yeah, that was just uh, one of the things on the pregame and uh, uh, the Bud Light countdown, the kickoff after first take. The Giants 
you know, guest came on and basically said, ho, ho, you know, Ram check today. You guys are in for it kind of deal. And I was like, I, I'm definitely worried about it, too. But it was one of those moments where it was like, oh, this guy's going to rub our face in an awesome kind of thing. And uh, yeah, uh, outstanding. Definitely a plus super gold star for the O-line today. It was Dettino, right? Yes, exactly. Paul Dettino. Just what he does. F-A-N. Yeah, he's a goof. He's been around forever. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, and and you know, this is like you go back last week and you're like, wow, the offensive line is fighting with the quarterback. This is gonna end badly. <laughs> well, you know, I think there there were the only fight that happened was between Derek Carr and one of the Giants assistant coaches who apparently was calling Garrick a crybaby because he was mad about the intentional grounding and and uh, he was like he told him to stop complaining and Derek was like, I don't even know who you are. Real <laughs> real Thanos energy going on. Um, uh, but no, I, I think like that was, I expected to be talking all day about, oh, he's getting teed off on back there. You got free rusher after yeah. free rusher. You're just making guys. There was a couple free rushers. He got the ball out and like, there was, there was a few plays that kind of, kind of blown up, uh, part, mostly in the first half, but a lot of, you know, tip in most cases when the, when the saints went play action, he had all the time in the world. And the only, you know, one of the things that I'll complain about, and it's very nitpicky is I would like to see the Saints be a little more effective down the field. Like, you didn't really see that. The only time they went downfield was to Rashid, and he kind of lost the ball in the lights, which was a bummer because I thought he had a step. I thought he had a chance to make a play on Deontay Banks there at the goal line. It didn't matter. Like, we talk about, like, you, you mentioned, like, oh, we only threw three touchdown passes. Well, I mean, <laughs> if they wanted to, they probably could have gone in and scored again. <laughs> they, they basically, They basically just like sweated out the whole fourth quarter, right? Like they didn't, but there was no uh, urgency at all in terms of how the Saints operated in that fourth quarter. It was, we have a game to play on Thursday, right? Let's get out of here with as little energy wasted as possible. Alvin talked about that. Alvin, after the game was like, was like, yeah, it was kind of nice. We were able to just kind of throttle down. You don't, you don't, you, you don't like take your foot completely off the gas, but it's like, you know, your defense is playing that well. And it's just like, yeah, the, the the if you can save some tread, you do it uh, in that moment. And the fact that they didn't have to make a twenty point comeback in this game, like they weren't playing from behind all day, in the sense of like, okay, best case scenario going into a Thursday night game, I think you have it. Like the the Commanders forced the Rams to play a little harder. Yeah. So not that it's you know it's like that they still won that game pretty easily. Uh, but no, I think the Saints are in good shape other than Lonnie Johnson got carted off late. Looks like I, I wouldn't expect. I think he has a pretty significant knee injury. But otherwise, I think they got out of that game pretty clean. Yeah, and hopefully, you know, there wasn't really much usage of Taysom. Uh, hopefully he can get a little bit healthier. I don't know if he's really at 100%, honestly. Definitely saw in this game, though, why he is not your every down quarterback, I think, on that the one throw and then never – ever would they let him throw the football again in this game <laughs> yeah he's a, the, one of my stock downs and it's a again it's a nitpicking thing it's probably not fair but it's a taste some time <laughs> it was disappointing today and uh, you know it's it just didn't like it i think it's like one of my critiques of it of the Taysom hill playbook is that it's it, it's it's more predictable than it's ever been and it's always been predictable but not to this extent not to the point where it's like you're only, like there's you're never just running it as like a okay we're getting a light look we're just going to run Taysom because it's the best option and it's always like you're running into a stacked box and 
They did. That was, you know, it's funny. The play to the, the miss to Bowden, that play wasn't designed to go to Lynn Bowden. That was a shot play, but they took it away. Um, and we talked early in the week about how, you know, teams have been, you know, running just shell defenses and they're taking the deep ball away. And sometimes you just have to be patient. Like the best option isn't always to force the ball down the field, even though, you know, you've, you've every ounce of you wants to just like pull the trigger, do it, do it, throw the ball. And it's like, damn, but that guy's standing there asking you to throw the ball. He's like, please throw the ball. And so sometimes you have to just take the check down and Lynn Bowden, they completely forgot to cover him. He's standing by himself on the sideline. All you got to do is like what you've done thousands of times. It's like you have the ball in your hand. You need to find a way to get it from your hand into his hand. I know it's not a complicated thing, but for, <laughs> sometimes it's just like, oh, my God. And he just was not able. He missed him by a whole lot. That wasn't even close. <laughs> Like, and Lynn is not the most sure-handed individual either. So, like, even if you have to, you, you make him stretch out and make a play on it. It's like maybe nah. he brings it in, but he probably falls, or he's like he's not catching it in stride. Like that was that was nowhere close. I was gonna say, if you're saying if you're saying stretch, you maybe you have to say stretch Armstrong here. You're gonna have I to mean, like plastic man by himself. It's just so funny to me that's like he. You're a you're a professional thrower of footballs, man. <laughs> That's kind of your thing. Um, but yeah, that was that was one of the low moments in that game of like he's a returner, like he's a runner. You get him the ball in space there, he might score. <laughs> I mean, there, probably there not. It's like a sixty yard run, but it, it sure seemed like there was a whole lot of room ahead of him. <laughs> Well, right. Like he's getting 20, 30 yards easy. And he's I mean, really he looks, right. like he's a returner. Like that's oh. his thing. Like he can, he's good at that. You get him in space and let him run. Yeah. I, I can't remember if they punted. Um, but, you know, you know, one of the funny things is like Alvin, he was talking after the game and he said, you know, and this is something that worked in my opinion. Like he said that they stayed in front of the chains and, and they did to an extent, but I also think that one of the reasons this this game went as well as it did on offense was because you were able to convert behind the chains. That first drive of the third quarter, they were in second and 20, and they got a 19-yard completion to Rashid Shahid on second down, which was actually a 21-yard completion that the refs, the refs had a terrible day. One of my uh, stock downs is trust in the officiating because holy yeah. hell, they nice. were awful. And Carl Cheffers is typically one of the better officials, right? His crews are typically, you know, on the on the top end of that of that chart. Terrible. Anyway, but you know, they were really good. Like they converted that uh on, you know, they ended up getting it on third down, I believe. And uh actually so I think what happened is they got 19 yards and then they put Taysom in the game, which was another like this is not working kind of Taysom time moment. They got a false start, I think, because I think James Hurst false started because he was trying to send Alvin in motion or whatever. So he ended up in second and six or third and six, third and six. And then the Derek comes in and throws it to Juwan and then they get a penalty. So you get the first down that way. But you still converted after getting a second and 20. And that's something that, you know, when you can do that, the, the defense is when they get second and 20, it's like, you got to get off the field. That's essentially a third and 10, right? Like if you get a third and 10 on defense, you you should get off the field. And then second and 20 is about the same because you're talking about yards per play and like eight to nine. 
And so if you can keep them in that range, he also had a third and 17 that they can, that they converted to AT Perry. And so like, those are backbreakers to defenses. And it's just something I don't think you saw earlier in the year and just the ability to kind of just make big plays when you need them. Um, and so to me, that was a big part of today. No, I'll definitely take the, the the plays you're talking about. We'll we'll take them all now at the end of the season. Then, you know, I don't, I don't know, uh, better late than never kind of deal at this point. I, I was just happy to see th- things went well for the team and the uh, the attitude of the Dome was a whole lot better. And I think we're seeing even like a Rich Vitell in our chat. I see pop up. We're all the negative people. It's amazing how something like this can be a little bit of a spark, even for fans who've been so so down in the dumps. And shoot, the, the who that nation needs this right now, for sure. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, you need games like this. You need games that you win to just inspire confidence, right? And yeah. and I asked EA about that. I was like, is that kind of, is that being in a rhythm, a thing for the defense? And he's like, yeah, confidence. When you're confident, you make plays and then you make plays and you're more confident and it just keeps, you build on that, right? Like, when you're not confident out there, it shows. And I think particularly in the run game, and that's, you know, the defensive line in general, you can pretty much name whoever you want on the defensive line. They had a good day. They, they had a good day today. Tano Passigno. Yeah. I've always, I, I see a guy walking around the locker room. And if you just had to, if you didn't know anything and you just, and, and you just had all the defensive linemen line up and you were like, just ask somebody off the streets, like, which one of these guys do you think is the, uh, like the perennial all pro? And I guarantee you, like 10 out of 10 times, it'd be like, it's that guy. Because he is a behemoth, <laughs> right? Like, he is terrifying. And uh, I, I asked Colin, because Colin played with him in Kansas City. Colin knows him well. Colin's like, they're like best friends. Uh, Tano is this really kind of unique individual, right? Like, he's very, he's quiet. He's very cerebral. Like, he does graphic design. So so Colin makes music. And Tano Passenio designs his cover art. And art, like the art for his like singles and his album. Nice. So like that's it's just a unique, very individual, but he's also this hulking behemoth of a man. And Colin was like, Yeah, we know it's in there. Look at the guy. <laughs> he's terrifying. And <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I mean, you kind of like have been waiting. It's like, okay, give me some moments here. Give me some 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 from some flash. And like he he's lining up against Andrew Thomas and he was winning today. Um, and I just think like that offensive line or the defensive line. You know, they needed to stop the run better. They did that. They needed to rush the passer better. They did that. They needed to tackle the quarterback when they got opportunities. They did that. Zach Bond, he could have had three sacks today. He missed. <laughs> but he got there first multiple times, and he set up situations where Tano or somebody else could come in and clean it up. It was excellent. Everything about that was excellent. And, and again, it's like we can say, okay, the Giants' offensive line sucks, and it does. Like they lead the NFL in sacks allowed. But go back to last <laughs> week and watch the Packers fail to get a sack for four quarters of football, right? Like that's why they lost the game because they couldn't get pressure. Tommy DeVito ran all day. And you got to give the Saints credit. And, and I think you're seeing a group that's kind of figuring it out. And, you know, it helps when you go against the Panthers and the, and the Giants, right? Like they're terrible. 
both teams in terms of protecting the passer. Um, but at, at a certain point, it's like you just have a plan that works. And I think one of the things that has really helped this group kind of coalesce over the last month is Cam Jordan accepting a role as a rundowns defensive end. Now, it's not it's not like you're just demoting him. Part of that is due to the fact that he's still kind of working back from a pretty significant ankle injury. But I think what that has allowed is Cam is fully engaged and rested for rundowns. And he's able to do what he's always been one of his best skills in terms of playing the run, right? Early downs, you're still able to get after the passer, but you have you, there, there's certain responsibilities that you have to do on first and second down that are not the same as third and nine. And then you are able to bring Zach Bond on the field when you are able to stop the run and force third and seven, third and nine, third and 12. Then you get Zach Bond on the field and he is able to be that situational pass rusher. And I just think it works so much better. It's what I was asking for. You've heard me say this. Like, I think you need to pare down Cam's snaps because I don't think he's a three down defensive end anymore. And that's just what happens when you get into your mid thirties as a defensive end. Um, and I think like Cam's ability to play a hundred percent of the snaps was was negatively impacting the overall like the top line production of that unit. But I think what you have right now is a very optimal setup, and the the important thing is Cam embracing that role because he's yeah. a leader in that role. And not everyone is the type of personality that would be like, you know what, I'm a run player right now. That's what we're gonna do. So I think, like to me, it's like I, got, I give Cam a lot of credit. I give everyone in that room a lot of credit because I think that, that it's a it's a group that has worked together um, and kind of found a way. Uh, and so hopefully that continues. Yeah, obviously, you you know that's just something with Cam. It's ingrained in him. Football is life, and there he wouldn't come off the field if he was given the choice at all. Yeah, and I asked Cam uh, in the locker room last week. It was like, okay, how what has that been for you to kind of like embrace that role as kind of a mentor to Zach Bond? Because there was a clip on the mic'd up package where he's like kind of working with him on like like hand technique and shedding technique, and uh, he was just like, it's not a I don't have to embrace anything because it's just who I am. It's what I've always been, and he's right. Like that is he's not making anything up. Like, he genuinely is. He's been a leader in that room for a long time. Um, but it's it, I think there's also like just a level of unselfishness that that exists there that's worth mentioning and and again, like he is still a very effective defensive end um and one thing that this like this defense had struggled in both of those areas stopping the run and rushing the passer and kind of accepting that you don't have to do both of those things has helped them so you know obviously going against the giants and panthers every week if you did that you would lead the nfl in sacks you might set a record but you got to start somewhere all I can say is we bitched about the red zone offense not connecting enough where that's starting to hit now. Now the this game we sh- the stopping the run and the the fact that you you were able to pressure the quarterback as well and contain a guy too that was was mobile uh that's happened so more positives and I know um I've seen people saying, you know, relax, guys. It's just seven and seven, or look at the team you were playing, kind of thing. I know it's just, it's it's all we can base anything off of is who they play. So it is what but it like, is. These are the teams that you have to beat, right? Right. Like you're not playing the 49ers, you're not playing the Cowboys, and I get it. 
those are the teams that you're going to have to be in the playoffs, but you don't worry about the teams you have to be in the playoffs until you get to the playoffs. And right now you just have to beat these middle of the road teams. You might not be excited about seven and seven, but you know, the team that you have to go out and beat on Thursday, you know what their record is <laughs> seven and seven. So it's like, are you better than that team? Because this is your chance to prove it, right? Are you better than the Panthers? Yes. And you proved it. Are you better than the Giants? Yes. And you proved it, right? Like, these are the games that when you're struggling, when you're not winning games, you're this is where you don't get it done. Well, um, what, what hurts, obviously, is that you're like, well, what the hell happened with the Falcons game? You didn't score in the red zone. <laughs> right. That's what happened. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, and, and like, you know, DA is kind of like, he had this really weird defense of Derek Carr today. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, I guess I'll play it. Let's play it. Hit it. Um, and they understand what's at stake. Um, and they had a good week of practice and went out and played well. And um, I thought some guys, you know, had to step up. Landon Young stepping up in place of Ryan Ramchek. I thought, you know, overall, I thought the protection was really good. Um, you know, um, I don't know if I'm getting questions about the quarterback this week, but I thought the quarterback played really well. Um, so we'll make sure we get that on record. Um, it was, uh, you know, effective, you know, game all in all three phases. Well, look, I mean, um, probably statistically, I mean, you know, 218 yards probably is not, you know, nobody's, you know, jumping off, the, you know, off the table with 218 yards, but. Uh, three touchdowns, no interceptions. I thought the protection again was outstanding in the game. Uh, gave him some opportunities to get the ball down the field. Um, you know, a 134 quarterback rating. I mean, it, you know, I thought I thought he played well, and I thought the players around him played well. You brought up the quarterback. We didn't ask. Are you irritated by the amount of criticism that he gets? I just think it's unfair. My personal opinion, uh, but I know everybody's got the right to their own opinion. Um, but I thought he played really good in this game, and you know, I think just like with everything else, you know, I think when when you play that position, you're going to get your fair share of criticism. And you know, when somebody plays really good, I think we need to make sure we uh, recognize that that uh, he played well. Dennis, Dennis, we were going to ask you about the quarterback. Just want to make sure we put it out there that you recognize a good performance. I mean, like, you don't have to make this weird, right? Like, what did you think was going to happen? We were going to be like, yeah, well, uh, yeah, he's just, yeah, whatever. What are you talking about? Seven sacks, big defensive day. Don't be, don't make it weird, Dennis. And I'm saying Dennis like this for a reason. Like, You think we weren't going to ask about the quarterback? You didn't give anyone a chance. It was like the third question. Anyway, um, it's also, you know, it's not a good, like, like, I hate that answer. I hate, I hate that he said that because it's just frustrating because like, let the man fight his own battles, first of all. Second of all, you're not doing him any favors. You're just giving people ammunition to say like, well, he's treated differently than everybody else because you're going out here and just unsolicited being like, just so you know, the quarterback played. Don't do that. That's not helping anyone, first of all. Because right. Derek did have a good day. That was going to come up on its own. You made it weird. Um, and like his, just the decisions he makes and the things he chooses to say constantly baffle me. 
Um, and like, it's, it's a very personal thing. And like, if you wonder whether he, he, he treats the reception of Derek Carr as an extension of him as a coach, that's the answer. Cause he clearly does. Cause when he's saying it's unfair to Derek, he's really taking that on himself and saying like, like, you're being unfair to everybody because you're being overly critical of the quarterback. You're a quarterback. You're going to get criticism, right? Now, the boos, probably a little much. And I think that's more so what that's about than criticism of the quarterback. But it just looks bad. And I don't like it. And that's, I'll leave it at that. We kind of came full circle here. But I just thought that answer was just, come on. I much preferred hearing from Carr in the post game and him being a lot looser, making jokes about things, and yeah, just uh, being a, definitely being more open and, and better about it than Da was, uh, making even jokes about getting into fights uh, with, like you said, with a coach instead of a teammate this time around. One of their coaches kept yelling at me, you know, from their <laughs> sideline. I was like, but I don't know who you are, bro. Like, why are you talking to me? You know, I got, I'm not gonna lie, I got. So I did have one fight today, <laughs> but it wasn't with a teammate. So, uh. right, like that's the personality that you want to come across, not like this weird right, unsolicited about it. Like, oh, you made a big deal about the fight. See, it wasn't a big deal. I can make a joke about it. Ha 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 ha. Right, he's an adult. He can fight his own battles. Right <laughs> now, if we asked you whether you think the criticism is fair and you want to answer that's fine i don't know i just thought it was weird and i don't like that that's the the hill he chose to climb up on in this kind of game in this atmosphere it's like pick your battles man pick your battles um i, I definitely think it definitely hits a, with allen a lot more personal with car because obviously that's his dude clearly <laughs> it's exactly what it is um, yeah but all right, let's let's wrap that up. I think we we went through a lot here. The, one other thing I'll mention, A.T. Perry, I think he's building trust with Derek, and I think there was a couple plays in this game that you saw that happen. You know, that third down conversion, there was another throw over the middle of the field that was a little behind him, and he hauled it in. Like, one thing that D.A. said is, like, so Derek didn't play perfectly, but, like, when he needed someone to step up and make a play, they made a play. And that makes your your quarterback's going to look a lot better because it's not you're not going to see in the stat sheet. Well, that wasn't a perfect pass, but the receiver made a play on it. Yeah, you know, it's like that's but that's 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 what you want. Like that's what you need. And I thought At Perry did a good job of doing that today. And you know, I think that weird play in Atlanta really damaged that kind of building trust. And I think you've seen over the last couple of games the big play downfield against the Panthers. You know, the, the couple nice throws today. He went to him in the end zone. He forced the pass interference. Um, I just think like his his uh, At Perry has been a guy that I've been very encouraged by over the last few weeks. But that's it. Do you have anyone else you want to mention? Anything else before we move on? Yeah, I was just trying to think of anything. I think uh, you know another uh, I guess a significant in performance from Howden had a decent game. I thought, and then also looking at even uh, uh, Yadam keeps adding to his passes defense. Um, I'm not sure what the number is up to this year, but I, you might have mentioned it last podcast or whatever. Somebody's going to pay this dude, and unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be the Saints either. Man, I could be able to afford him. <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. No, I mean, the secondary, you know, I, I kind of take the secondary for granted. Uh, I shouldn't, but I do because they've just been so good so consistently. Um, but, yeah, I, I played well. Again, Paulson, Paulson did the job, yeah. right? Like, they're just so consistent that you kind of forget about them. Um, yeah, it's Tyron Matthew, 
Jordan Howden both played well. Again, Lonnie Johnson left with that injury. Um, you know, Nephi Sewell was out there a cup for a couple snaps. He's the he's the same linebacker now, which is interesting. Uh, with Zach Bond in that pass rush role, but yeah, I saw a lot to like from this defense the last two weeks. It's funny because it's like this is the defense that you saw in the beginning of the year, like that kind of like well they're dominating, um, and then kind of like he has a so if you know if you get this type of defense uh, the final three weeks, I think you'll be feeling a lot better about yourself. But all right, this is Inside Black and Gold. We're gonna come back to a mailbag segment. I'm Jeff Nowak. He is Steve Geller. Thanks everyone who's hanging out. We will be right back.